This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of Travel is Your Business is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. Hi, my name is Tom Centrino. I'm the EVP of Digital with North Star Travel Group. And what I love about travel is that it's life-changing. I did not know that early on, but once you start traveling, you'll know why. How does one of the largest travel media companies expand into one of the largest emerging markets in the world? Coming up, you'll hear from someone who is on the forefront of that expansion and about his personal resolution for travel as a necessity of life and not a luxury. This is Travel Is Your Business, covering the intersection of technology and business in the travel industry. I want to start right away with um, where do you see events playing its role into the travel industry's relationships? Events. It, I mean, events overall, I mean, in travel space or out of the travel space, I don't think it's any different, is it, it, events, people need to get together. Uh, and, you know, my background has, has always been in the digital space. And so people think that, you know, gee, it all happens on the Internet. But the Internet has connected the world, connected mm-hmm. people. And we're human. We need to we need to meet. Uh, so we get together face to face. And as you know, the uh, travel industry, B2B travel industry is full of optimists and happy people because it's all about travel and they love to get together. Uh, so it's, I think it's right in the center of travel. Interesting. So you think that, um, I mean, Northstar has so many events, not just events, but media properties as well. Like just, so, you know, how is it that Northstar approaches overseeing the quality of these events and making sure that these connections can happen? Yeah, the, um, it all starts with audience, uh, building an audience yeah. database, which uh, together with content builds brand. Mm. Uh, brand launches events, uh, uh, you know, events take place, obviously, and, and uh, uh, continue to build uh, on that brand and brand promise. Uh, it, it, um, I would say that if you are starting from scratch, it's no simple act. Uh, but Northstar at this point has robust brands, uh, has a global footprint, and we hire great talent uh, mm. to operate these events because uh, you know when you get into event operations, uh, it, it it is very um, uh, it, it, there's a lot of tactics, there's a lot of strategy, there's a lot of th- you know everything has to happen. I mean, John, as you and I are knowing, as we're <laughs> working on events ourselves, and we're not. Meeting planners, right? Yeah. Are you a meeting planner? I don't know. No, producer of, I'm a producer of things. <laughs> producer of things. Okay. We're becoming meeting planners now. But, exactly. Uh, no, there's a lot of work that just goes yeah. into it behind the scenes, and we have the talent uh, to do that. That's uh, that's 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 val. I mean, it's great. You guys also have, you know, as, as a digital digital media focus mm-hmm. in your role, and that's actually your background, right? Like, um, maybe you can tell me a little bit about some of your background in the. In the yeah. digital media space and, and beyond before North Star. Right, right. Yeah. So I have two halves to them, my background. For mm. The first half was uh, sales and marketing, running sales and marketing for high-tech uh, startups. Mm. So basically angel VC-funded startups in and around the Boston area. Mm. Uh, I fell kind of backwards into media uh, by going with their startup arm. So it seemed like just mm. another startup to me, only with all the assets of an established you know, company and brand. It seemed like a no-brainer. Uh, but then 2000 and, you know, 2001 happened and there was a little dot com crash and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And I stuck with media because I fell in love with it and uh, ended up you know, with that digital and digital sales background, ran 
digital operations, digital you know product management, development, uh, you know product, uh, all of that, and have been doing it for Northstar in the travel space for I'm on my ninth year now. And over all of that, I mean, having startup experience and like you know being in the being on the grind, as I say, mm-hmm. in the startup world, um, are there things that you you kind of wish you'd seen or you see in in the travel industry now? What are the, you know the things that that we could be doing better? Right. Well, I, I, you know, <laughs> doing better. That's pretty broad. You know, pretty broad. I think there's a lot something. of things that go right in mm. travel. Uh, and, yeah. you know, the day I stop believing that we could do things better, you know, <laughs> will, will be probably when yeah. I yeah. head off into the sunset. But uh, I I think that uh, I, I describe the supply chain in travel as a bowl of spaghetti. In fact, I, I recently did a social media presentation and I was describing the travel industry. And I actually showed a bowl of spaghetti. And I said, <laughs> you know, travel industry, supply chain. Because everybody does business with everybody. Right. Right? I mean, as a, and as a consumer, you can go direct to supplier. You can go through multitude of channels, whether it's online only or, or physical with travel agents, or corporate travel managers. Uh, you may be, you know, interfacing with meeting planners, you know, to, to book things. Uh, so you just go all over the place. And they're yeah. all viable, you know, viable options and uh, disruptive and... Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty frothy. Yeah. Interesting. I feel you. I, there's like, um, it is a compelling industry in that you get to work with everyone and everything in a weird way. If you are finding yourself impacting just a part of a traveler's experience, you end up probably impacting other parts of it. Um, so how does, you know, travel's kind of a through line for North Star. It's a travel group. Um, even even though there are media properties there, so how does is there any way that you've seen um, you know travel in the culture? How is how is North Star imbuing travel in, into the culture of the company? Culture of the company. That's, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, and, and since I've had experiences outside of travel, I can compare. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is that if you're planning a internal meeting, let's say, we spend a lot of time on the destination of mm. where that meeting is. Uh, and the property, uh, just because it's the passion of of everybody in the company. Uh, also, when you plan your own personal vacation and you're taking some time off, you're really thinking about what story you're going to tell when you come back, because people want to know. I mean, it's the first thing. It's like, oh, where are you going? You know, what are you doing? It raises that bar uh, a little bit higher. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah. uh, and when you have people like, you know, Arnie Weissman, who's uh, you know a, a man of the globe. You know, it's. Uh, and you hear his stories, or Lori Chaffee, or you know some of the other the other editors. Uh, you know, you're you're starting to hear about amazing experiences, life changing experiences, and that's baked into the culture. I'm not even talking about the business aspect now. That's the culture of the the people within the company. That's great. And you you have offices in these different locations because you you actually. Um, or the managing director of Asia for North Star, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. I, yeah. I, uh, what I did was a, a one-year assignment. Uh, mm. Basically, we did an acquisition in, uh, in China where we acquired uh, a business in uh, Beijing and Shanghai. Uh, also, there was an office and a business in uh, Singapore. Uh, so mm. I went over for a year to integrate those businesses into, uh, into North Star and establish uh, basically the foundation and uh, you know, integrate products and people and, and everything else. So we have those as our um, our Asian footprint. Uh, we uh, just acquired an event in Australia. Uh, we have offices in the U.S. in uh, Los Angeles and Chicago, 
New York, New Jersey. I know I'm going to miss a couple, but uh, <laughs> uh, and then we have uh, people, uh, both uh, employees, consultants, uh, maybe small offices located, uh, you know, various places. Uh, I don't know what percentage we are virtual, but there's a good percentage of our company that's also virtual. Interesting. So you would say that. I mean, it's a very large company as far as these media properties go. And if you're acquiring more, I mean, how how big is that market? You know, how big is the readership in the travel industry? Right, right. You, you mean know? the trillion dollar plus <laughs> yeah, travel industry? Yeah, it's a huge, huge industry. Right. But it's, like, you uh, know, how 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 many people in the travel industry are reading these publications? Right. It's a good question. I, I know we're uh, about 1.3 million unique records in mm. our database. Um and that does not even account for anonymous visitors to our websites that may not have been identified yet or self-identified. Yeah. Uh, but it, but there's you know additional uh, you know millions of obviously visits to the websites globally. Um, so it's a it's a pretty large uh, pretty large footprint. Where's the upside? Uh, we are B two B, you know, not B two C. So obviously, if you look at consumers, I guess there's what seven billion plus <laughs> on the uh, planet. Not all travel, but you know, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> but there's, I, you know, I think the upside uh, is just has tremendous ceiling uh, yeah. when you think about B2B market globally for readers in those segments. Yeah. And it, I think the, the thing that's interesting is that the travel industry is growing, right? And like there's, it's a growing segment, even as it consolidates more are, are coming and there's, um you know, it just seems like the 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 your pie is growing in terms of the Correct. in terms of the readership opportunities Correct. and some of these some of these um some of these events and publications you guys have i mean they are the biggest in in travel i mean there's focus right there's um right. travel weekly business travel news web and travel yeah, i mean the list goes on how many yeah, are there successful you know successful uh, uh magazine um yeah. uh, successful meetings incentive uh you know and the, and, and the list uh, can go on from there when we get into the uh you know different websites mm. and newsletter products event products uh you know webinars we're doing about 160 uh webinars a year uh, those are essentially events right uh, they're mm. generally about a you know 45 to minutes to an hour event um so yeah yeah pretty broad and the opportunity to be on a focus right webinar you guys were on a, a tight oh, ship. It was great. Yeah, it was yeah, really well done. Yeah, those are great. Those yeah. are great. I mean, that that team is uh, the research team and all is is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, obviously, and they are they all have stage time. You know, as as you see at Focus Right Conference, which is you know pretty important. Awesome. Well, I could go with some noms. I don't know. I know you brought uh, some food. Yes, Tom, which did, is a, a, a whole bunch of different mix. It's like a massive pile of different types of nuts. Indeed, cashews. There's like a mixed nut one. Well, I think you had uh, instruction, a little bit of instructions in your. Uh, oh, we did. Yeah, yeah. Communication right. about uh, about you know this nebulous thing of bringing a snack. <laughs> it brings people together. You know, <laughs> right. it's something we can uh, share you know. some food. Right? Exactly. Shared, shared experiences. <laughs> awesome, and we'll break into those uh, in just a moment. The superior audio quality on Mouth Media Network is powered by Sennheiser. And as a listener, you can receive a 25% discount on virtually any headphone, microphone, and other high-quality audio product available to purchase directly on the Sennheiser website. Just visit Sennheiser.com and enter the code MOUTHMEDIASEN, that's MOUTHMEDIA, S-E-N-N, at checkout. 
Keep up with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Our episodes are available on iTunes and Google Play and online at travelisyourbusiness.com. Plus, there are a lot more great shows on Mouth Media Network. Take a trip to mouthmedianetwork.com to enjoy them all. And remember, we love fan mail. Drop us a note to say hi, suggest a guest, or if you'd like to become a sponsor on the show, email us at travelbizshow at mouthmedianetwork.com. So, Tom, you, you spent time in China yeah, setting up some shops. So had Northstar already had um, kind of a, a footprint in China, or was this a, kind of the first step? This was our first uh, step, or very leap, recent, uh, as you might call it. Yeah. And what did that what did that look like? You know, when when you were first, were you? How did you validate the market? You know, um, and secondly, you know, when you were arriving there, how did you first look at what properties made the most sense for the brand of Northstar? Right, right. Well, a lot of our M and A activity come through personal relationships. I mean, it's uh, you know part of the nature of the travel industry. Um, at part any given events. moment, uh, part of events. <laughs> uh, at any given moment, we have someone's on the plane, someone's on the ground, in many places around you know the globe, and you develop relationships. You see uh, opportunities, mutual opportunities for you know uh, uh, sellers and and us as a buyer, and uh, we continuously explore those. And uh, so there was a, a relationship um, and uh, an opportunity, and we made the acquisition. Uh, and the primary brand of the acquisition was Travel Weekly China and Travel Weekly Asia, which you might think is Travel Weekly. I said, well, you already own Travel Weekly, right? But uh, you know, back in the early days, talking about uh, pre-2000, uh, Travel Weekly brand was owned uh, by Reed, and they sold off licenses uh, in various countries. So, mm. so North Star's Travel Weekly does not own the Travel Weekly brand globally. But now we do in not just um, you know U.S. North America, but we do in uh, in China and in and in Asia. Interesting. So that was kind of like the first relationship that you know, unfolded and kind of started the whole rest of the footprint. Because if I'm not mistaken, Web and Travel is also in Asia. Correct. Um, so how, you know, and that was a, a separate acquisition that happened uh, happened mm-hmm. first actually. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. So Web and Travel was actually first in the, yes. in the. Oh, okay. And um, and that's, again, another relationship with Su Hoon, who's uh, amazing, the founder of the right. the event. And uh, Su Hoon also had a relationship with Raymond Wong, who was the uh, seller of Travel Weekly China and Travel Weekly Asia. So, again, through relationships and uh, mutual mutual benefits, essentially. Yeah. So what, what made Northstar a buyer in this instance? You know, like uh, you, you've kind of sped up acquisitions over the last few years, right? So how did how did Northstar, you know, kind of boom in the last, I think it's the last five years, it just like kind of doubled. Yeah, I would, right? I mean, to be exact, it's probably the last nine years mm-hmm. since uh, Tom Kemp joined the company mm-hmm. uh, as CEO and chairman in 2000, January of 2009. Uh, he has a, a great history of building companies, building businesses and uh, acquisitions. Uh, he's very strong on the financial side. And um you know, we're private equity backed and you want organic growth. Uh, you want to be acquisitive and uh, you want a, or good organic growth on those on those acquisitions. Mm. So we're a very strategic buyer. And um, there's 
you know, multiple uh, really strategies behind the different acquisitions, depending which ones we're talking about. And the acquisitions, um, sorry to beat the drum on this, I'm just so fascinated. Yeah. And the, um, the acquisitions are not necessarily just events and media properties, correct? Like there's, there's even some tech companies that you guys have picked up. Yes. yes so, yes. you know, and as a, as a, a tech startup guy yeah. yourself, right? Like how does that play into the, the you know, vision for North Star sure. there? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, if you look at, uh, uh, the, the value of businesses in the travel space or, or really in, in any space in the markets these days, uh, digital events, uh, technology are all high on the list, right? Mm. They're all high on the list. So if you look at the uh, Asia and China acquisitions, essentially that's uh, geocloning, uh, what we've been successful uh, with before, which again is uh, we have events, we have digital, we have uh, print and we have those now in, in those markets. So it's geocloning what we've been successful at doing. Hmm. When you look at Intopia, which I think is what you're referring to, is Intopia is a technology right. company. It's uh, e-commerce, uh, booking engines, uh, primarily in the ski destination, but applicable across uh, 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 any sort of complex activity, whether it be golf, uh, water parks, things of that nature. Uh, so that fits in nicely into travel, uh, into looking at more high high valuation uh, business business lines, and so we were really on the hunt for for adding technology to our portfolio. Interesting. And do these businesses run up, you know, independently. Is it like a price line setup where you know there's like there's this team, but the, everything kind of runs on its own independently, or is it more like a Expedia and right? And it's well, all under. There's synergies across. I mean, mm -hmm. across all of North Star. I mean that, and that goes towards our kind of strategic approach to, to building right. a business. Right. And uh, while in Topia, uh, which by the way, went on to acquire uh, two additional businesses in, in the past couple of years, uh, Ryan Solutions, mm -hmm. which is database marketing, and Destametrics, uh, which is business intelligence. And they've now brought those in together and rebranded those, you know, in Topia e-commerce, uh, in Topia business intelligence, and uh, in Topia marketing cloud. Right. Yeah. So it fits nicely together. So while they operate a little bit more standalone, we also have a uh, annual data summit where we get together across the company and just talk about data assets, data mm. growth, technology uh, and, and the like. Very cool. And you guys have you know, focus rights in May in Europe and Correct. then and then obviously in November. In November. Yeah. Yep. Um, in the in the U.S. So those are the. For for you listening right now, you should check, check these out. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing yeah. events. This is a shameless plug. Voyager gets a a discount yeah. if you join the Voyager membership. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're really like B two B rock concerts. I mean, they, yeah. they really are. There's a lot going on, and uh, it was a, a wonderful experience. And, yeah, yeah. Um, the when I went, it was like it was it was really well done. I mean, just yeah. like thank you, Rockstar team. Um, so when you were setting up shop in in China. What were some of the experiences that that kind of stood out to you? You know, maybe in the industry, yeah. but maybe not. You know, like what yeah, were some yeah. of the? Well, you're you're going to take this into a six-hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Here. I, mean, it, uh, I mean, China's an amazing place. Uh, everything you could think about operating business in the U.S. figure that it's different in China. Yeah. Uh, in order to operate a business in China, you need uh, a WUFI, uh, which is basically a licensed, uh, a wholly foreign-owned entity. 
Uh, and so we had to get our woofy license. Uh, but to set up shop, you need to uh, you need to bring funds you know, into the country, which is one exercise. You need to uh, have HR agreements, uh, uh, you know, tax operation, banking, um, you know, you're legal, of course. Uh, all of that needs to be established. And obviously, we're there to to sell. Uh, and so when you think about managing all those parts of the uh, the operation from a from a near startup standpoint, uh, it's quite an undertaking. Right. And the reason I think a little bit earlier I said leap, not step, you know, I think you've said, you know, step into China. I'm like, I think a little bit more of a leap is <laughs> you could choose to operate in China more on a JV joint venture basis or as um, maybe on a licensing basis of some sorts. But and we those established don't require, those don't require the same they, kind of they don't require woofing, woofing uh, yeah. which, you know, you you think it takes X period of time and you might as well say X times like with everything you do over <laughs> yeah. there, you go, oh, it'll Triple take a. X and you're like X times <laughs> bigger number. Uh, it, it takes a while. But, um, uh, you know, we, we jumped in by operating a business mm. and, uh, and and I'm happy to say it's it's successful and we're growing that business. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it was a lot of experiences for sure. So what would be one piece of advice that you'd give somebody if they're trying to establish a business in China? You know, there's a lot of travel companies in our right. space that are, you know, yeah. Doing well, a if lot you're, I mean, work. let's say you, let's say you're a U.S. company and you want to establish a business in China. Mm -hmm. uh, one is you want a representative from your company to be there because right. you have to really connect uh, your U.S. business with the China business. Uh, and there's some, you know, education going back and forth. So the rest of your culture, your company understands, uh, you know, the differences in operating over there. Um, two is if you're dropping someone in, uh, ideally, but I mean, depending on your size, it may not happen this way. You want an apartment, apartment, a driver, and an assistant. Uh, I would say the most important part of that is the assistant because mm -hmm. that is your representative at the table. Right. So whatever meeting you might be having, uh, whether it's building the foundation of the business or you're out with customers, whatever, that person is going to interpret the conversation when it's not being if you didn't, you know, if you're not uh, if you're not speaking Mandarin, uh, you need someone there to really be an advocate for your side, you know, mm -hmm. understand the conversation and do the translation uh, uh, for you. Very interesting. I didn't have any of those, by the way. I was about to say, I was like, you know, who are some of the that players added to here? That the fun. That added to the fun. I really enjoyed it. Oh, man. Yeah. That's such a – Part of the I love reason it. for the nuts. <laughs> yeah. You just had to kind of like start up. You just had to be like play startup and go exactly. like be startup. Exactly. You figure it out as you go and enjoy every moment because the people are amazing. Uh, the country is is extremely large, obviously. Right. Uh, and uh, it's just every everything you do is a new experience. From here, when you think about uh, handling China, you know, let's say Beijing, which is where I was based, and also Singapore, you know, it, it feels like they're both over there and close to each other. Well, the flight from Beijing to Singapore is actually longer than the flight from JFK down to Bogota, mm. right? So it's they're not close. And I would spend one week, uh, one week a month down in Singapore, uh, three weeks a month in, in China, and then fly back and forth. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, and you were you were hustling. <laughs> I love it. Um, as we mentioned before, you know, travel is a huge opportunity. It's a huge opportunity of the market. Mm -hmm. But you know, why is why is it important? Why why do people 
why travel? Need, yeah, why? I mean, yeah. like, you know, it's a, you know, I've got my cozy little apartment over in Brooklyn. Like, <laughs> what is the, you know, what's the, what do you think is so important about people yeah. experiencing things? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's, there's probably two sides to that, right? One is more, when you think about the business side, because everybody's, you know, we're all conducting business, uh, global economies and all that. Right. Uh, people do need to meet. We're, we're not going to do everything over Skype and phone and text and, and all that, right? Mm. Uh, so that that's important. I mean, the the, the infrastructure, the uh, operations of travel have to happen. Uh, they do, and they need to continue to improve. And there's lots of companies out there, you know, yeah. continue to improve things. I mean, if you look at some of the you know the the new uh, new hotels, the new the new uh, airplanes, and everything, it just it gets better and better. But I think on the on the personal side of it, um, and and I'm guilty of uh, earlier on in my life that uh, I would treat travel as uh, as this luxury that comes after all of your responsibilities are taken care of. Mm. You know, you paid everything and you establish yourself and you, you know, pay your bills. And if there's anything left over, because you are, you don't get that money back, right? You spend it and you have this trip and then it's over. There's nothing tangible. And so I, I thought of it that way and I realized I was totally wrong, right. totally wrong. I think your first dollar you spend on travel because the experience of, and, and, and it doesn't matter where, well, it does matter, but if you're you know, going short distance or going internationally and over large oceans and stuff like that, they become life-changing experiences and they may have you take different forks, uh, those defining moments, uh, which we all have in our lives where you may take another direction. Uh, travel can greatly influence that Mm. um the uh the the experiences of meeting people their lives their choices their political systems their uh their their cultures their behaviors um i think are very humbling when we realize how small our tiny little lives are and and you it, it it starts to become really part of you and influences your global outlook which i do believe a uh, a global outlook is the best way to the future. We all have to live and share this planet right. uh, and live with each other. And the more we get connected, um, I think connected economically, but connected as people in our understandings, I think the better better life is for everybody. Yeah. We're all just nuts in a, in, nuts. A, in a dish. <laughs> we need to exactly. you know, join up together. Exactly. I, I have a mantra <laughs> with my family when we go in, uh, internationally, and it's observe, don't judge. Right, because you observe stuff that you may not understand at first. It may be so different, or, or, or maybe you don't even understand the you know what is going. You're trying to figure it out and and learn about it, uh, and it's never a judgment. It's just observing, just like it is what it is. Yeah, and there's a beauty to that. That's wonderful. I think this is a great time to go into uh, actually some some personal questions uh, right after this break. Okay. everybody, this is Vikram Iyer, former advisor to President Barack Obama. Have you been opening your Twitter account or Facebook feeds or even just talking to families and friends and wondering what the heck is going on in this country? Well, it's not as bad as you think, but we're going to unpack that for you. 
Join me at the American Enough podcast on the Mouth Media Network as we unpack the policies, executive orders, and daily kerfuffles that are shaping not just this administration, but the modern face of America's politics. Episodes available at AmericanEnoughPodcast.com and everywhere the best podcasts are found. Welcome back here with Tom Centurino. You know, you just mentioned talking about how your your view of travel shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what made you change from it being the luxury to what you first purchased, the, the necessity right. of it? You know? Great question. Thank, thanks for asking. It's, uh, I, and I'm trying to remember the exact trip we went on that uh, changed my thinking. But I can say that as a family, uh, we love our family time. Our daughters, Kelsey and Caitlin, growing up, they are now 21 and 24. Uh, they're adults. Uh, but as we're growing up, we realize that when we're around the house and we, you know, we love our home, we love being home as a family, everybody disperses, right? They get into their own thing, as you would expect. I mean, I get into my own thing too. But when we travel, we're together. We're together like 100% of the time. Hmm. And it's for you know days, for the whole duration. And then to have that shared experience, you realize that it's some of the best family building time you know, that you have and, and share. Because now, I mean, I could talk to you about my travels, but you can't see and feel what I'm feeling. But I can go to my wife and my daughters, and we just shared it together. So we're like... I get it. You know, we get it. Yeah. Uh, so it's profound. When we look back in life, we're not going to remember that extra day at home. You know, it, it compresses, right, when we look backwards at our lives. But we will remember, you know, that time in, you know, in Bangkok, when we were down on Kosan Road and, uh, you know, and just walking down that night, you know, and yeah. we have that shared experience as a family. That's great. It's like when we did, um, my family went to uh, Colorado for oh, for Christmas. Love just for, I love Colorado. I mean, it's yeah. not quite you know Bangkok, but it's, it's different. It's Colorado, um, it's awesome. And it was just it was unique because we don't we didn't we never traveled on a holiday like a Christmas holiday. You know right. what I mean? Which was like very you know bringing the family together and such. But it to your point has this weird standalone feature to it where it's like a, a memory wall right. capture and have a special moment around. Um, it's that's very compelling reason. Yeah, it was like the. What was the first time that that the you know your your experience with travel changed your life though you know like it this is about unifying your family but when when did travel change your life personally individually right right uh you know i can't, I can't remember the exact moment uh because I think it's a series of moments right uh but we i think our first non outside of the uh contiguous u s that we traveled was to Hawaii. Then after that, we started to say, hey, this is this is pretty fun. You know, then we went to Costa Rica and then we went to Thailand and then um, and China and uh, and Europe was in there. And uh, so I think each of those moments were, you know, addition, you know, gates to that to that next step. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and by the way, my daughters are 21 to 24 and, you know, one's in college, one's full time job, uh, tough getting together. But we're planning next next Christmas season, you know, to go away someplace, you know, just far, far away and, and probably on a bicycle trip, you know, together because we think that'll be amazing. And we're all in. We're all That's in awesome. on it. I mean, w- once you have kids that age, you, know, you realize that it's uh, 
it's a lot of families. It's hard to get you all back together again, yeah. but we're all in. That's awesome. That's great. Hey, thanks um, again for coming on the show and hanging out with us. Thank you. If there was a way that uh, somebody could reach out, you know, how would somebody either get involved with what North Star is doing or get in touch with you? Um, what's the easiest way of getting in touch? Yeah, uh, good question. I mean, I'm on most social media, so it's easy to find me. Certainly on the business side, LinkedIn is great. <laughs> um, uh, you know, reach out that way. And uh, we are always in growth mode. Uh, we're always interested in great people and great talent. Uh, so certainly visit northstartravelgroup.com and, and you can uh, see what we're about. You can, um, you know, reach out and, and apply if you're looking to work in the space. And, uh, you know, we're, we're looking forward to growth going forward. Awesome. Well, you know, just as a reflection of some of this conversation or maybe your experiences, either through travel or, or through North Star or anywhere, you know, what, what's like a final thought that you'd like to share? Final thought? Um, well, it, it, it thoughts, you know, plural. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, I realize now in, in working uh, for, you know, I've, I've the opportunity to work for North Star Travel Media and work for Tom Kemp and, and Gang and my colleagues, that um, work these days bleeds into your social life, your, your off work life. And your off work life bleeds into your work life. So you, you got to enjoy what you're doing um, mm. and not, not every minute has to be enjoyable because I think those minutes that aren't help us realize how great those minutes are that are enjoyable. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I really enjoy the industry. I really enjoy the company. And, uh, and I think it's important for, for people to continue to look for that, you know, in their lives and, and what resonates with them. Uh, two is just, um, you know, get out and travel. It does not have, I mean, if you can't, af if, if you can't afford luxury or if you can't afford this, whatever, just go, you know, throw in a backpack and go. And in fact, for me personally, the way I like to travel, I think those are the best experiences is walking down that side street, mm -hmm. you know, of wherever, destination wherever. Uh, it low cost. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's um, and, and it's easy. And then you can certainly the amount of travel products out there, you can continue to find your path because uh, there there are many different types and ways and angles to travel. So you know, find your find your path and take it. Well, thanks again, Tom, for coming in and speaking with us. Thank you, John. Yeah, yeah appreciate um, it. I'm your host, John Matson, and bon voyage. This has been Travel Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show, or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at travelisyourbusiness.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, travelisyourbusiness.com. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.